2 Corinthians chapter 10. I will read from verse 2 onwards. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence of which I intend to be bold against some, who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captive to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Apostle Paul, through the Spirit of God, is writing here. He says, even though we are human beings with flesh and blood and bones, some people think that we are taking matters into our own hands because we are human beings. They think that Oh, Apostle Paul is doing this because he thinks about us this way. Or Apostle Paul is doing this because that person said it. And he's giving a very clear answer here. He says, even though we are human beings, we are walking in the Spirit. We are warring in the Spirit. We are living in the Spirit. This is something that every single believer in our church and also in the universal body of Jesus Christ must understand, hold on to, and live by. Even though we are human beings, every single person, just like Apostle Paul, should be able to say that even though we have this tent, this body that needs to eat, that needs to sleep, that needs to do whatever it needs to do in this world, walk and talk and all those things. But we are not doing all those things according to the flesh, which means impulse or information. If you're taking notes, write this down. It's very important. God's people should never function by what information they get or according to any impulse that the enemy will bring. Now, people like Apostle Paul who are really living the Spirit and living and walking in the Spirit for a while, it's the second nature. That's how they operate by the Spirit of God. The people who are not walking in the Spirit because they don't understand how true servants of God operate. They think that they're just like them. But you know what? Not only the true servants of God, every believer can operate in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And every believer should walk in the Spirit. Only then we can make it to the other side. So Apostle Paul here, he reveals a very crucial not optional, it's crucial principle, very crucial and very powerful, practical, necessary way of living here. He says, even though we are flesh and blood and bones, we don't walk according to what we see, what we hear. That's information. And according to the impulse that the enemy may bring, which is through whatever is happening around us, think that, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this now. Instead of giving everything to God and waiting on God, listening to the Spirit of God, and being led by the Spirit of God, 
those who are led by the Spirit of God will not go by what they see, what they hear, but will go by what the Spirit of God says. They'll go by what the Spirit of God will tell them to do. Which means they will not be influenced by any human being's words, information. They will hear it, but that's not going to do anything to them. It's not going to move them to any decision-making. That's not going to influence them in any way, in anything that they do or say. It's like the water that tries to come and enter into a rock where it cannot. When we are living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, no matter who says what, it's never going to go inside. A true disciple, believer, servant of God, it's never going to. Because they don't live in the flesh. They don't walk in the flesh. They live in the Spirit. They walk in the Spirit. No matter how tired someone may get, no matter how much they are provoked by anyone around them, a believer should be led by the Spirit of God and not by the provocation, not by the flesh. God is speaking to our hearts with his hour. We need to choose every single day, moment by moment, until it becomes a second nature, where you don't even have to think to choose. It's possible. It's doable. And I live that way, and that's the reason why I'm able to speak. It takes training. It takes total surrender, moment by moment. And then the Spirit of God takes over. Then your life itself will become like that. You don't even have to think, because the Spirit of God will flow as a continuous river, overflowing river. He will show you what human beings cannot understand. He will speak to you information that no one knows about. That's what living in the supernatural realm is. So Apostle Paul here, through the Spirit of God, he is talking about something very important that every believer, this is not just for pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers, and evangelists, no. This is for every single believer every single disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how we must live and this is how we must walk. This is a powerful life that God has given to His people, every single one of them. It takes practice. It takes faith. It takes following the Holy Spirit. It takes being sincere to what God has given to what God is teaching, obedient to what the Spirit of God gives to each and every single believer, every single time. Let's focus on verse 3 for a moment. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. What kind of war is this? What kind of war is the Spirit of God through Apostle Paul speaking here? What is he talking about? What war is it? It's the war that rises up from hell and will constantly come against the believer who is trying to go forward you must understand that if you want to fly higher, you must go against the winds. The winds that come, they can be forceful. There are birds that will fly against the winds. 
But when the winds are very forceful, they can push the birds down. Our airplanes can go against the winds. But if the winds are stronger than the airplanes, then it can push down the airplane. But if the airplane or the birds that are flying, if they're stronger than the winds, then they will go through it. It's not that they're going to stop the winds, but while the winds are blowing so forcefully, those who have the strength to go through it will go through it and will go to the other side. This is what the Spirit of God is speaking to His people this morning. Instead of looking at the winds and crying about the winds, we need to be people of God who should know what God has given to us and put it to use. Put it to use. When you are on the highway, if you know someone is coming very fast and he's coming faster than your speed and he's coming closer to your car and he's coming right behind your car, what are you going to do at that time? Are you going to say, I'm so scared and I'm going to stay in the same lane? Or you're going to hit the gas pedal so that you can move to the next lane. You hit the gas pedal and you turn your steering wheel. You go to the right or you go to the left, depending on where you are. Many Christians don't do that when it comes to their spiritual journey. And there's a crash. Know that God has given you the spiritual legs, spiritual hands. For you to hit that gas pedal and turn the steering wheel. The Spirit of God is carrying you through. But you need to do what you have to do when the enemy comes so that you can not only escape but you can continue to go forward. Whatever the enemy may try to do, we have to understand that we are spiritual beings not just bodies walking around. We're spiritual beings. Our bodies are tents. They're housing our spirits and our souls. In order for us to live an overcoming life, we need to have the strength. The strength to hit that accelerator. We need to have the strength to Turn the steering wheel. That's all we have to do. Rest the vehicle does everything. But we need to have that strength. A person who cannot hold the steering wheel cannot do these things. So simple. At that moment, the mind has to work. At that moment, your hands have to work and your legs have to work. But if we are in Christ, our spiritual hands, our spiritual legs, our mind, everything has to go in the direction that God has. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God lifts up a standard against the enemy. How does he do? He does it through us. God gives you the victory over the enemy through you. By you doing what you're supposed to do. You will overcome the enemy every single time. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So how do we? If we are spirit beings and we are facing the battle that comes from the enemy of our soul, who tries in every direction, every angle possible, to stop us from going forward, to scare us. What are we supposed to do? We need to do what God has told us to do. 
understand what we have. We need to know. We need to know where the gas pedal is. We need to know where the steering wheel is. We need to know how to drive the car. Without that, we cannot sit and try to drive. The Word of God shows us what we need to do and how we need to do. We need to have the strength in our bodies to be able to do that which we need to do. Nobody should be panicking. When people panic, that's when they get into an accident. But if you know what to do, just switch lanes. Just increase your speed and switch lanes. That's all. And whatever the devil wants to do is not going to happen. Because to God alone belongs escapes from death. And through the Spirit of God who is inside of you, Every single time, you're not an escape, but you keep going forward. Because with that speed, the enemy comes in. You escape. The enemy is going to crash, not you. We don't war according to the flesh. That means we don't go by what we see, don't go by what we hear, we don't go by what... We even think that's all works of the flesh well I think that I'm right that's the first step to failure well I think that they are wrong that's the first step to failure anytime when we say I think you're walking in the flesh you're not walking according to the spirit what does God think what does God say? But well, I believe that this is what needs to happen. And they're wrong and I'm right. That's the first step to failure. Because what we think and what we see, what we hear, the ways of man will always lead to death and disaster. God sees everything. At this point, the Holy Spirit is bringing the real incident that happened in the Bible. When Mary and Joseph were engaged, and suddenly Mary was pregnant with a child through the Holy Spirit which Joseph was not aware of. When he found out about this pregnancy that has taken place before they got married, Joseph was troubled in his heart. But though he was troubled in his heart, though he thought that something went wrong here, he didn't take matters into his own hands. He didn't say, let me do it according to the Jewish law. Let me pull her out and let them stone her. Let me go and tell everyone. He did the opposite. True righteousness will show grace. True righteousness will leave matters into God's hands. That's what true righteousness is. True righteousness is filled with God's love. True righteousness will not pass judgment on its own. What he saw, what thoughts would have came to his mind? He said, oh, Mary, I never thought you would do such a thing. Oh, Mary, you're unfaithful. Mary, you're immoral. Was it true? Even though she was pregnant, even though his eyes and his ears are seeing and hearing something in the natural realm, he didn't take matters in his own hands. He was thinking and thinking, how can I do this righteously? Because he was righteous, 
and full of love. He was not self-righteous, he was righteous. That's the difference. There's a difference between being self-righteous and being truly righteous in the sight of God. What will self-righteous spirit do? Self-righteous spirit will make us to look at everything we see and put everybody down, make false judgments, make us feel like we are spiritual and we are better, and they are not. Thereby, walk in the flesh, and what happens? A fall is very imminent. Joseph was not like that. Though he saw, though he heard, he said, I'm going to leave this in the hands of God. He didn't say, well, I'm a righteous person, and this got to be stopped, and this needs to be exposed, and and I need to take action on this, and that's self-righteous. Joseph was thinking about all these things. He was a man of prayer, a man of God. That's why out of all the men in Israel, God chose Joseph to be the earthly guardian of the Father, earthly way for Jesus Christ. He did not put away Mary in front of everyone. But as he was praying and contemplating, I want to do this in a way that will not damage Mary. I want to do it in a way that is right before God. He had every right to get angry and upset and get angry at Mary and try to seek justice for his situation. But he was a man, even in the Old Testament, who knew how to walk in the Spirit and not go by what he saw, what he heard, what even others would have told him. He was a righteous man in the sight of God. That's why God gave a revelation to Joseph through the dream and told him about Mary and told him about Jesus. And every time something was happening, God would speak to Joseph through dreams. Because Joseph was a righteous man, not a self-righteous man. It's a big distinction. Self-righteous spirit is very dangerous, very deadly. And for self-righteous people, Satan will just play games with them by trying to point fingers at everyone, trying to bring things offend Satan will try to quickly cause division into self-righteous people Satan will try to twist things Satan will try to cause damage to more people in a church where people are self-righteous. So we have to be very careful when it comes to self-righteous spirit. No matter what we see, we need to take it to God in prayer. We need to take it to God in prayer. And if we are in a church, we need to take it to the pastors in prayer. With full confidence that the Spirit of God is leading the shepherds. This is what I'm seeing. But I don't know if what I'm seeing is really what is happening. What I'm hearing is what is happening, but I want to let you know. That's a good thing to do. Beyond that, we should not go around 
telling others, oh, you know what happened. You know this person did this. You can't trust this person and this and that. Since God has been speaking much about these things, God has, through His Word, spoken much to our church about these things. By the grace of God, people know when it is gossip and when it is not. Nevertheless, the Holy Spirit this morning is bringing these things and that's the reason why. Through the Spirit of God, God is having me say these things this morning. We have to be alert to the ways of the enemy. We have to be alert to whatever the enemy we try to do. We need to be like Joseph was righteous. So the enemy cannot trick us in any way. We need to be humble and loving like Joseph. So that Satan may not find an occasion in us to stumble us, to keep us from our own blessing. Yes, we walk in the flesh. That means we're human beings. We have physical ears, physical eyes physical brain but when uh, the members of our body is surrendered to the Holy Spirit it's the Spirit of God who will dominate the members of our body and we won't walk by sight but we walk by faith in God and the Holy Spirit will lead us so going back to Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh Apostle Paul is confidently able to say even though we are human beings this is not how we operate how do we operate through the spirit of God Apostle Paul says by bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Whatever rises up against what Jesus has taught, has spoken, we need to actively bring it down. And by our obedience to God, the enemy will be put to shame and we won't fall we won't fall. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He says, whatever we see, we hear, we face, don't go by our emotions. Don't go by the thoughts. Don't go by the feelings. Because they will lead to spiritual failure. Because that's not the weapons we should use. But the weapons that God has given in order for us to succeed, win, is different. Very strong. Very powerful. No matter what the enemy may bring in order to trip us, the weapons that God has given to His people, they are very strong, super strong, stronger than the weapons of the enemy. For example, if the enemy's weapon is lies, the enemy's weapon is self-pity. The enemy's weapon is anger. Walking according to the flesh is going right along with that emotion. When you feel angry, you say, I feel angry, so I'm going to let out my anger, so I'm going to scream. I'm going to tell the other person what I think in my mind. I'm going to let that other person know that he's wrong, and I'm right or she's wrong and I'm right 
that's going by our emotions. So how do we handle this? When your feelings hurt, get angry at this. This is not right. What do you do at that point? You use the weapon that God has given. What is it? What is that weapon that will destroy? The weapon of the enemy. What is it? It's the Word of God. Obeying the Word of God. And resisting the enemy. Without obeying the Word of God, no matter how many times you say, get out in Jesus' name, it's not going to go. We need to obey the Word of God. So what do we do in a situation like that? When you feel like you're getting, going to get angry, you feel like thoughts of anger is coming. What are those, by the way? Those are all weapons of the enemy. Satan is trying to make you angry. He's trying to see if he can just push you to sin by lashing out or by correcting someone when you shouldn't, when it's not your place. What are you supposed to do at that point? You're supposed to tell yourself, anger rests in the bosom of fools. I will not be angry. What are we doing at that point? We are using our weapon, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When we say, I'm not going to go by what I see, I'm not going to go by what I feel. I go by what God's Word says, which is to love one another as Christ has loved me. So I am going to love. It is those people who learn to skillfully use the word when the enemy comes are the ones who walk in the spirit and not in the flesh who will overcome anything and everything those are the ones who will fly through tremendous winds the winds may appear powerful but those who obey the word of God and use the word of God by obeying the word of God will have that power to pull down strongholds, to go against the winds. No matter how much Satan may try to make us seem, it's not going to do anything to those who learn to skillfully use the Word of God. What good is it if we just read it and don't put it to practice? We need to be people who will Put God's word to practice. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty, mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. For pulling down strongholds, God says, what is enough? The weapons that God has given, what is it? It's his word. It's his word. It's his word. So what do we do with it? Cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means if you're told by the Lord to do something, you need to obey that. At that point you say, well, I feel this way, I see this way. I mean, they don't know. Maybe pastor doesn't know and, you know, nobody knows and uh, nobody's living in my situation and nobody understands my feelings and those are all deceptive demons. God knows everything. God sees everything. We need to simply obey. But self-righteousness has to be out. We need to trust God and trust God's word and know that this word of God works all the time. It's so powerful. It'll pull down every stronghold of the enemy. So if the Lord says, love, that means that's what we do. That's your weapon. That's your weapon. When the enemy tries to bring anger, when the enemy tries to bring hate, when the enemy tries to make you feel sad, when the enemy tries to make you feel lonely, when the enemy tries to get you into despair, when the enemy tries to make you do something wrong, say something wrong, say something. How many, how many times have you said things that you regret later? You wish I never said it. All these things are not necessary at all. 
if you're walking in the spirit, you'll have a very good track record of your tongue being a healing agent to all those who come in contact with your tongue. A healing agent. Not a sword that is used by the devil to cut somebody down. But a healing agent. The Spirit of God is speaking to our church this morning. We need to have God's righteousness. Which is love. We need to have God's holiness, which is love. We need to have the law of kindness, which is love. Our weapon is love. The weapon that God has given is His Word. And His Word says, love one another just as I've loved you. Very powerful, very practical. And it's doable, and it will keep you winning all the time. Like I said, I'm not just reading something and saying something that I've not experienced. It's something that I've lived and I'll continue to live. Very powerful. It works all the time. How do you overcome evil? You overcome evil with good. How do you overcome evil? You overcome evil with good. When the enemy uses a sharp sword to kill you, you use the sword of God, which is God's word, which is love. There's nothing more stronger than love. God's love. God's love will have God's holiness. God's love will not compromise. God's love will look at the good in others. God's love will appreciate the next person. God's love will seek the welfare of the next person. God's love is sacrificial. When you learn to be like Jesus, who overcame the enemy every single time during his 40 days in the wilderness and thereafter, using God's word by doing the will of God he set an example for you and for me that our weapons of our warfare are not carnal because carnal weapons fighting with our tongue and, and doing things carnally rolling our eyes and having a bad attitude and throwing stuff and slamming doors and stomping and walking and saying that you did this to me, I'm not going to talk to you. All those things are carnal means. And it's not going to cause you to overcome it, lead you to defeat. It's like a soldier going with cardboard sword and cardboard shield to war. You don't have the right tools, you're doomed. And God says in His Word, use the right tools, use the right tools, use the right tools, and His tool is love. When Satan tries to bring you down, use the right tool, which is worship. When he brings negative things, use the right tool, which is His Word. You can't worship without the Word, you can't love without the Word. It's the Word. The Word says, I will bless the Lord at all times, whether it's pain or, in, or it's joy. I will bless the Lord at all times. That's what the Word says. When you feel down, you use the Word. The enemy says, well, you can't pray now. At that moment, you open your mouth and you worship. What are you doing at that time? You're using this powerful weapon that God has given to bring down that stronghold of the enemy. Learn to do the opposite of what the devil wants you to do. You'll win every single time. When the enemy wants you to be mad, you show God's love. When the enemy wants you to be sad, you get up and you praise God. 
When you say the joy of the Lord is my strength, I'm not going to get anything, get me down. Do the opposite. That's what fight is. That's what war is. War is not joining with the enemy. War is fighting against the enemy. Make sure you have the right tools. Do what the Word says, not what your carnal mind would say, which is influenced by the devil to bring you down. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What are you supposed to do? Cast down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Whatever God has told you about you and about others. How God loves you and how you should love others. How God values you and how God values others. You need to bring down every other thought. God has not spoken. If you get any thought, which you know that is not from God, you need to cast it down. Cast down arguments. What are arguments? God has said something, the enemy is trying to argue what God has said. Oh, did God really tell you, Eve, to not eat that fruit? Well, Eve stood there having a conversation with the devil. She ended up losing the garden that God gave. She ended up bringing her husband down. She ended up having painful labor. She ended up having to work harder. Or work hard, period. They had it good before. Cast down arguments. Don't entertain the devil. When the devil brings angry thought about someone, don't sit and think for another second. Don't go along with that thought. When the enemy brings thoughts of sadness regarding yourself, don't entertain that. I saw people get the spirit of depression. Don't entertain that. When the enemy brings the thought of fear, don't entertain that. You need to cast it down. That means you say, I'm not receiving it. And what do you do? You pull out your sword. You speak the word of God. You speak the word of God. You cast down what the enemy is bringing. And by speaking the word of God immediately, immediately, Casting down arguments and every high thing. How many? Every. Whatever comes against what God has told you. God said, God, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to prosper you. And everything around you looks opposite. What do you go by? What is Satan speaking at that point? Through your circumstance that he has created. What are you going to do? Are you going to cast it down? Or are you going to be like Eve, stand and look at it and let the enemy speak more into your life? Learn to fight. Don't join with the enemy. If you join with the enemy, you'll take away everything. He'll take away your peace. He'll take away your joy. He'll take away your freedom. He'll rob everything that God has given to you graciously. So cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's what Satan did in the Garden of Eden. He said, well, God said this? Really? Well, listen to me. Listen to this. The day you eat this, you're going to become just like God. God doesn't know what God didn't want you to know. Anytime the enemy brings 
thoughts against the very hand that feeds you against the Lord God Almighty you need to cast it down against the promises that God has spoken to you you need to cast it down against those high things that are contrary that means haughty words that means trying to boost your ego or to put somebody down and thoughts of bringing somebody down come it's the devil when jealous thought comes it's the devil when proud thought comes it's the devil what is he bringing? he's bringing things that goes against the knowledge of God the knowledge of God comes from the fear of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ what has God spoken? what has God spoken? whatever thought that is not of God you heard the 62nd rule through the spirit of God when I had given the word before any thought that comes you know is bringing sadness anger jealousy irritable behavior laziness not wanting to read not wanting to pray procrastination I don't have to say hello to this person or it's all about me oh poor me you know all these things are from the pit of hell it's not from God it's not the nature of Christ when we know oh whatever I'm feeling is not my feeling it's from the devil he wants me to feel sad he wants me to feel terrible he wants me to feel miserable what do you do immediately you cast those things down what is the enemy doing? He's trying to attack your mind. He's trying to attack your body. He's trying to steal your joy. He wants you to be miserable. When the devil says, Well, look what that person is doing. You need to now go play the Holy Spirit or go play the pastor to that person. And you go and try to correct that person and try to preach to that person. You know that. Yes stepped out of your boundary at that time you're setting yourself up for a fall a disaster you must leave matters into God's hands and to God's servants but God's anointing is there and they will counsel where counsel is necessary when it's necessary according to the Spirit of God with God's love and through the Spirit of God which will bring life people who have self-righteous spirit try to go and tell other people you should be doing this you should be doing that you know what they do I mean, the self-righteous spirit will kill the spirit of another believer who's trying to do the right thing we need to know and God has called us to be people who encourage one another see the good in your fellow believer praise God for that and encourage them cast down those arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ bring down every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ the thoughts that are from Satan all of a sudden being angry and furious and even when someone goes wrong We need to have the compassion of Christ. When wickedness and evil is going on, we must have that righteous indignation, but it should not be self-righteous. Righteous indignation will drive us to fall on our faces before God and pray and seek God. And seek His heart as to what we should do. Not take matters into our own hands and say, well, I have righteous indignation, so I'm going to go lash out at someone. You have to be ready to punish all disobedience 
by being obedient to what God has spoken. Now you know how to fight. Very simple. When you simply do what God has told you to do. Spiritual warfare is very simple. Very simple. When you lead a life in the spirit. Very simple. Because the spirit of God will lead you. But when you walk in the flesh and try to fight in the flesh, it'll be very hard. Because you don't have the tools. You're not using the tools. You need to have your sword with you all the time. You need to have the word of God with you all the time. You need to have the word of God within you all the time. Let grace and truth be found in your lips. Let God's word be found upon your tongue. Let it bring healing to those around you. Let it bring healing to your own self. How many times people have said, Oh, I'm dumb. I can't do anything right. What are you doing at that time? You're speaking Satan's words over your life. God didn't make anyone dumb, by the way. Everyone can learn. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're saying something contrary to what Christ has said. We're going to have trouble. Learn to use the Word of God. Anytime the enemy tries to make you feel like, oh, you can't do this, you need to tell yourself, oh no, I have the Spirit of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's my strength. Jesus is my strength. May God speak to our hearts in this hour. Strengthen yourself in Christ. Strengthen yourself in the Word of God. If you don't have the Word, you can't survive. If you don't have the Word, you are like a man or like a woman without the sword. You can't be in a battlefield without the sword when you have the enemy who has a very sharp sword. Give priority to God's Word, which is Take the word of God and put it to use. Do what God has told you to do. When you do it, you're bound to be an overcomer. You're bound to be happy all the time. You're bound to be thankful all the time. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Whatever your situation is, we all face many, many attacks. But nothing should rob the internal joy and peace that God has given. In the midst of everything you should be someone who feels the presence of God. In the midst of everything you should be someone who sees the work of God. In the midst of everything. When Pharaoh and his army were chasing the children of Israel and the Red Sea was in front of them there was this one man who didn't panic there was this one man who wasn't wailing and screaming this man of God, Moses how was he able to have that internal peace? because he knew God said he was going to take him and the people to the other side that's enough we don't have to know that Oh, this is going to happen by the Red Sea opening and it's going to happen you know, by God doing something. We don't need to know all of those things. Has God led you before? Has God provided for you before? Did you see the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire? Did you see the ten plagues? Did you see? Did you see? That should be enough, more than enough. If you received the miracles from the hands of the Almighty God, if you've seen God lead you miraculously, it would be wrong for you to keep your eyes on the problem and not have that faith in the problem solver, the Lord Jesus Christ. Use your sword. Use your sword. Learn to fight the right way. When the enemy comes to kill you, don't join with the enemy. He'll kill you. You need to put up a fight 
You need to use your sword. You need to do opposite to what Satan wants you to do. If he wants you to sit down and cry, you do the opposite. You get up and speak the word and say, I will be glad in God. I will rejoice because my God is going to do a miracle for me. Do the opposite. The enemy says something wrong about someone, immediately say, I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm going to love this person. That's how you overcome the attacks of the enemy. When the enemy says, you're no good, at the time you say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for making me your child. That through you I can do all things. I can accomplish this through you. Thank you, Lord. Speak the opposite. Satan wants you to feel depressed. Do the opposite. Use God's word. Do the opposite. Satan wants you to feel like, oh, you know what, I'm going to lose everything. Do the opposite. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. By doing that, you are using your sword. Before I close, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you want to fight, you need to have God on your side. So make sure you have Him. Only through Christ you can overcome. Only if He's with you, His sword will work. You can't have Jesus against you and try to use the sword that He has given. It doesn't work that way. Make sure you're faithful to God. Make sure you're not in active sin. Make sure that you're holy before God, which is obedient to the Word of God. Whatever God has told you to do, do it. Don't be a person who's not reading and not praying and try to say some positive things and think that it'll work. will not work. Because Satan knows very well whether your sword is a cardboard sword or a real sword that is more powerful than what he has. And he's afraid of the real sword. Submit to God and resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Submit to God and resist the devil. He will flee from you. What is the equation? God says to all those who submit to God, to all those who resist the devil, when they submit to God, they will be demon chasers. They will be demon chasers. That means the devil that comes to fight with you, it will run. It will run. It cannot stand before those who are obedient to God and who resist the devil. So next time, don't give room for the enemy in your thought life, in your emotions, in your words, in your behavior. Be a person who will do the opposite of what the enemy wants you to do. And you will see yourself winning every single time. You will see yourself chasing the devil every single time. By doing what God has called you to do. Simple, yet very powerful. God's word is very simple, very potent, does wonders in the lives of those who have childlike faith in the word of God. For those who will not go by what they see, what they hear, or what others may say, or how their body feels, what they feel emotionally, what they feel mentally. There are some people who say, well, I don't feel like praying. I feel like God is not there with me. I feel like I have no spiritual connection, so I don't feel like praying. So you do, what do you do? You don't pray? Satan is very happy. Hey, I don't even need to hit you. You came and fell at my feet. You went right under my feet. Who gives all those feelings? Satan. Who brings those thoughts? Satan, what are you supposed to do? Just fall at his feet and say, well, step on me? Or put up a fight? There are some people who say, well, I feel sleepy, so I'm going to sleep. Tomorrow I'll read the Bible. Well, the sleepy spirit is very happy. He says, well, you came right to my feet and you said, step on me. 
there you go, I'll step on you until you can never get up. Don't do what the enemy wants you to do. When you know that whatever is happening to you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually is not from God, you know that's an attack from the enemy. Don't give excuses. Do the opposite. Put up a fight with the devil because you have tools. The most powerful tools given by God through the blood of Jesus. Sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross has empowered you to be a fighter who will always win. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I praise you for this morning hour. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for this word that you gave me, Lord. Father, a passage that I did not read recently. As I prayed during the morning call, you gave this word right before the prayer was ending. For you know what your people need. And you have spoken to your people. I pray may every single person learn to use what you're given. Know how much power you've given to them through the Word of God. Through obeying your Word. Simply doing what you've called them to do, Lord. To go against the enemy. To chase them out of their lives, out of their minds, out of their bodies. They're simply doing what you've told them to do. That's what faith is. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, precious Father. We pray that you will continue to surround your people with your glory. Cause them to be people of your word. May each and every single person Understand the treasure that you've given to them in Christ Jesus. Each and every single person understand the power that you've given to them in Christ Jesus. And may they obey you in all things and pick up the sword, which is the word of God, to go against the works of darkness, to be people of your love, to be people of compassion, to be people of integrity, to be people of humility, to go against what they feel, to go against whatever thoughts may come to their mind, to go against the enemy of their soul. May they go against the enemy of their soul. May they go against the enemy of their soul. May they never Surrender to the enemy, Lord. But learn to fight knowing that the weapons that you've given to them is much stronger than the weapons of the enemy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll be ready in three minutes. So I pray that you will take this word deep into the hearts of your people. And I pray that you'll cause them, Lord, to become mighty warriors that you can trust faithful soldiers of the Most High God who learn to bring their own bodies into subjection who learn to use the members of their bodies of their bodies the way the Holy Spirit would want them to to win the battles every single time 
that they may become valiant soldiers in the kingdom of God filled with God's love fulfilling the purposes of God and through Christ being the fragrance of God to all those who are around them and to all those who come to know about them and as a servant standing in the presence of God before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God I bless your people this morning with this blessing that you alone can bless them with that they may rise up and fight that they may rise up by submitting to your word by believing in your word by submitting to your word by believing in your word by resisting the devil every single person in our church Lord be people who drive out the devil that comes to steal their joy that comes, that comes to steal their peace the enemy that comes to steal they walk with the living God may our people be people who drive out the devil from their lives from their families by fighting the spiritual warfare spiritually and not carnally with this blessing I bless them with my father and I thank you for doing this in Jesus most precious name I pray Amen Amen Thank you Jesus